Welcome to the 13th episode of the reading of the book, The Holy Ground of Honey Creek, The Reflections of a Small Town Pastor, written by Rev. I. Dean Jordan, read to you by John Jordan. In the preface, Rev. Jordan said that he began his ministry in 1950 and retired for the first time in 1988, serving nearly 40 years as a United Methodist minister. Then after retiring, he spent another four years as a part-time minister for the United Church of Christ. And as he looked back on his ministry, he realized that th- those 50 years have been like no other in challenging our faith. And he thought somebody should write a book about it, not a grand sweeping book of the religious history, but insights gained in serving local congregations as we struggle to put our faith into practice. This book, a collection of essays, sermons, and liturgy that he wrote during his times as a minister, is what I am reading from. In today's episode of the podcast, we are going to be reading three essays. The first, Sowing Seeds of Kindness. The second, Handshakes and Human Bonds. And third, A Prophetic Word for Today. Sowing Seeds of Kindness. June 1991, the Edgerton United Church of Christ newsletter. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Jesus, as quoted by Matthew. Like many others, my wife and I have been busy these past several days planting shrubs and flowers around our house. We're not professional landscapers, not even experienced amateurs. Yet, even our stumbling efforts result in patches of beautiful colors scattered about our hillside, delighting our eyes every day. It is fun planting them. Yes, the sun gets hot. Yes, 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 the muscles get tired. And yes, some things we plant don't look as we had hoped. But planting itself, in anticipation of the colors that hopefully will be added, is enjoyable. It reminds me of a song sung frequently in church when I was growing up. Sowing in the morning, sowing seeds of kindness, sowing in the noontime and the dewy eve, waiting for the harvest and the time of weeping, we shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheaves. Bringing in the sheaves, words by George Minor. In the mind of this poet was the rural background of farm harvests of grain and hay. In my mind, the background is one of flowers and shrubs, but both of us are thinking of the same emotional experience and transferring it to the relationships between people. Kind deeds and gentle actions, pleasant greetings and careful listening, neighborly sharing and gracious service, striving for justice and efforts toward peace. These are the seeds that bring the joys of beauty and friendship, of justice and righteousness, into human life. You don't have to be a professional do-gooder, nor even an experienced amateur to do them. Have a good summer planting seeds of kindness all around. Amen. 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 The second essay, Handshakes and Human Bonds, was written in May 1993 for the Edgerton United Church of Christ newsletter. How come shaking hands is so important? It is Tuesday morning. The Peanuts Gang, the Peanuts Gang is a group of Edgerton, Wisconsin, United Church of Christ Congregationalist volunteers who meet each week to cook, salt, and bag peanuts to be sold to raise money for the church. So the Peanuts Gang was here, was here and at work when I arrived. 
As soon as I hung up my coat, I walked around the tables and shook hands with each of them, and I felt better. I don't know how they felt, but no one refused to shake, peanut skins and all. What does it mean, this shaking of hands? Well, obviously, we do not regard each other as untouchable, as outside the circle of our life. Each of us feels it is safe to touch each other. Why the touching? Why not just nod and a spoken greeting? A nod and a hello are certainly better than nothing. They indicate a mutual bond of some strength, but they do not convey the sense of closeness, of mutuality, that a hand clasp conveys. I haven't looked it up, but it seems touching was part of Jesus' style of healing, although dead Lazarus responded to Jesus' voice alone. So a hand clasp signifies each to be part of another's life. It conveys the sense of mutuality and of closeness. It is a means of sharing strength and health. Through a hand clasp, we affirm that we are not alone and that we are ready to help one another. How strong are these feelings? I don't know how they can be measured, but if you ever reached out to shake someone's hand and they have not reached out in return, you know what a jolt such a snub is. And in reverse, how strong is the positive meaning of a handshake? Reverend Mutton, our association minister, tells us of his recent journey to Egypt with some others of our UCC conference. They went to see how we can assist the Coptic Christian Church's mission to the families who pick through Cairo's garbage dumps in order to make a living. As we visited one area, a garbage picker boy, six or eight years or so, reached out and took my hand. My first reaction was, ugh, all that filth. But I knew if I released his hand, an important bond would be broken. So I held on. It's funny, peculiar, isn't it, how much a hand clasp means? It is only a touching of hands, but it says strongly, you are important to me. Don't neglect to shake hands with someone today. Amen. 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 This is an interesting essay to read at this time of the pandemic because it calls to mind the importance of a hand clasp and how much we miss shaking hands and how we strive to find something that we can use in place of them during this time to be safe but still maintain that connection with others. I hope you can find something to use, temporarily at least, as good as a handshake. Our third essay, A Prophetic Word for Today, written February 1992, the Edgerton United Church of Christ newsletter. The prophet spoke boldly, Hear the word of the Lord. Then clearly stated God's concern for justice and integrity, worship of God, and service to others. Since I had thought I had no word of God more insightful than others who study and worship and seek, as I seek to understand God's will, I thought of myself mostly in priestly terms. But I do have some insights. Not to speak them would be unfaithful to God and to you. Therefore, hear the word of the Lord. To the U.S. Christians first, then to other citizens who are responsive to God, and then to all other citizens. We must balance the voice of me, the citizen, with the affirmation of we, the people. We must replace the hypocrisy of manipulation with true integrity of persons and corporations. 
we must replace the selfishness of greed with the selflessness of service. We must replace subservience to the bottom line with loyalty to the well-being of the whole society. We must couple the emphasis on individual rights with an emphasis upon the common welfare. We must replace satisfaction with social stratification and its permanently rich and hopelessly poor with social and governmental policies and practices that offer everyone, including the poor, ethical employment, decent housing, safe streets, adequate education, access to health care, and an equal voice in the political process. We must cease living on money borrowed from our children's children, and in governmental, industrial, and personal budgeting, provide for the repayment of that indebtedness by which we have shackled the future. Should we fail to redress these imbalances within our society, it will be ourselves whom God places in the scales of justice and finds wanting. Then, taunted by the disparity between what could have been and the way things are, we shall deserve the collapse of the American dream and the coming of a future in which we as a nation stumble along trailing the family of nations muttering, We had a dream. Amen. 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 The Reader Speaks I find this essay very valid for today as valid today as when it was first written in 1992 Sowing Seeds of Kindness even among those who we disagree is a very useful thing and a needed thing to maintain a community. The handshakes and human bonds is poignant during this time of pandemic because we are all feeling the loss of being able to shake hands with our friends and neighbors. And we are struggling to find something to replace a handshake that has the same amount of feeling and meaning as the handshake does. I can only hope that we can find a useful substitute until the pandemic ends and we can go back to clasping hands and shaking. And the third essay, the prophetic word for today, was prophetic in 1992 and is prophetic in my mind today. I feel we need to find that balance between me, the citizen, and we the people. We need to find a way so that we can talk and listen to those who disagree with us and still maintain our friendships, even amongst our disagreements. In the next episode of the reading from the book, The Holy Ground of Honey Creek, Reflections of a Small Town Pastor, we'll be looking at some poetry. Upon What Shall I Focus is the title of the first poem. Let There Be is the title of the second poem. With Kindly Ways is the third and the fourth poem that we will read is If Hope Hangs On, Panic is Not a Gentle Tug. Until next time, thank you for listening. I'm John Jordan.